On today's podcast, it's free agency, NFC edition. We go division by division to recap all the major moves during the offseason and what they mean for each team going into next season. We'll talk about why the Panthers might be better than people think. We'll try to figure out what the hell the Chicago Bears and Arizona Cardinals were doing this offseason. And we'll give out some season-long win totals for you to lay some early money on because we are the only podcast that makes you money. How do you say that? How do you know that? Five simple words, That's Mr. Michaels. To know. Back up the Brinks truck. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stacks in the pocket, whole squad, fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and we are the West Coast Gamble is the only gambling show that makes you money. A proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And on today's show... We are talking about the NFC free agency. We did the AFC earlier in the week, and we are diving into the NFC. All the moves that were made, all the trades that were made, a bunch of QB switch teams here, and Drew gets to cry once again about Jared Goff as his new quarterback. We will also be giving out a little bit of bets, some way too early NFL win total bets based on some of these free agency moves. We have an over and an under to give out. Very excited to dive in. And next week... It's the draft, and we are having one of the original hosts of the West Coast Gamblers, Mr. Brian the Ballerina Balzarini, come back to do what he does best. Listen, you're, you, you've probably read Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, Daniel Jeremiah, all these guys that have mock drafts that are out there, and we have proven receipts that the Ballerina hits on his first-round mock more often than these experts. He is the best amateur draft analyst analyst in the world and he is coming to our podcast and your ears on monday morning right at the start of draft week so you can listen to where your teams and your players are going i'm very excited because green bay's got a late draft pick but there's some there's some people there's some carrots that could follow us i'm very excited about that and then in the middle of the week, we have a man coming on. The hitman himself is coming on to give us some draft picks to help make us money. We're going to be giving out some bets on our own. That's coming out on Wednesday of next week for Thursday, the first round. It's all NFL to end out April, and I'm very happy about it. But let's move on to the NFC, boys. Before we get there, Drew, Dangles, I know we talked about the Patriots. Do you have anything to say before we dive into NFC free agency? Because no one dangles made as many moves as the Patriots did in the NFC, but there were still some big names that changed teams. Tony, I have to say you are going to love my under. That's all I'll say. I'm going to tease it for you. You're going to love it. Is it the Green Bay Packers? Let's get this out of the way. Is it the I'm Green Bay Packers? Say. I'm not going to say. If you say the Green Bay Packers are going to be under 10 and a half wins, I'm kicking you off. the. There's 17 games this season. This team has won 13 straight in two straight years. What makes you think that they're not going to win 10 games again? I will give my insight when my insight's called for. Unbelievable. Let's, let, let's break it down. What's Detroit's number? Let me get that bet up. I'll see if I can match you beer for beer on that one. But let's move on first to the NFC East and their free agency. Not a lot happened in the NFC East other than Carson Wentz leaving the division. Philadelphia Eagles also lost Jalen Mills, Malik Jackson. They lost a couple of people, including their punter, who was the highest paid person for the Houston Texans. Philly, don't know what Philly's doing. They were up against the cap, obviously, but they lost a lot of players and still somehow... I mean, they still have a high win total. I don't understand why people love Philly so much. Washington football team, their new starting quarterback is 
Ryan Fitzpatrick, one year, $10 million. They also lost Ronald Darby. They brought in William Jackson from the Cincinnati Bengals for a three-year, $40 million deal. And Curtis Samuel, a, Curtis, a very interesting wide receiver signed for big money for them. Three years, $34 million, $24 million guaranteed. Good for Washington football team. The Dallas Cowboys also up against the cap. They lost their tackle, Cameron Irving. They lost Awuzier, their cornerback. They lost Andy Dalton, but they did trade out uh, Xavier Woods for Keanu Neal from the Atlanta Falcons and the New York Giants. Good God, David Gettleman. Good goddamn God. I mean, what the heck? The New York Giants lost Kevin Zeitler. They lost Dalvin Tomlinson, Golden Tate, Cameron Fleming. They lost a bunch of people, and they brought in to replace them with the money that they saved Kyle Rudolph for two years, $12 million. John Ross... Mike Glennon is Daniel Jones's backup. Adoree Jackson Ugh. is their cornerback for three years, $39 million, 27 guaranteed. And Drew's old number one wide receiver, Kenny Galladay, got paid by the Giants to be Daniel Jones's number one option. Four years, $72 million, $54 million guaranteed at the potential out of three years. Drew, say goodbye to Kenny Galladay, but how do you think he's going to do on a new team? Well, first of all, he deserves he deserves the money. I know people kind of like a couple eyebrows raised because how much he got. That dude is a bona fide, bona fide number one. In my opinion, he's a top five receiver in all of football when healthy. Wow. So if you're Gettleman... Oh, absolutely. When he's healthy, he is he is he is a mini Calvin Johnson. So I was I was I was thrilled. I was thrilled that he got paid. Um, And, you know, it doesn't surprise me that Gettleman took that swing. Uh, Now he's got Danny Dimes thrown to him. Who knows how that's going to go? Yeah. But I do think he's got all the potential in the world to play uh, well for the Giants. I'll tell you what team impressed me in this division the most, guys, by far. The Washington football team. Hmm. I think I think you throw Curtis Samuel opposite of Terry McLaurin, going back to their uh, you know their college days of yep. the university. We won that name, um, <laughs> but I think that is a excellent receiving core yeah. for. And I got I, I got to admit, guys, we just did our QB list. Guys, we were extremely undervaluing among professional opinions. And I, I hate to even say it. Is Fitzmagic better than we, we had him? Because I think some some sharp betters think he's a top twenty quarterback based on his numbers. Now I know we know it's it's Fitzmagic, but well, we I had Fitzpatrick he, at twenty third overall. So I think we have okay, him that okay. far out. I think that was yeah, accounting for a high the, ranking by it might have been oh, me. Oh, I know why. No, it was accounting for a low ranking from Schaefer the Sharp who had him thirty second. So if we had him low, it, it's your fault, sir. And I'm raising my hand. Absolutely, Tony Squares. Thanks for calling me out. Iron sharpens iron. Because <laughs> let me tell you, a, 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 a lot of the stuff I've been reading have have Fitz Magic as a top twenty quarterback. And with his defense, that's all that this team might need is just a serviceable QB. I love the I love the signing of William Jackson. They finally have a shutdown corner now. Yeah. To add to the that awesome defensive line. So it's going to be interesting. This is a, in my opinion, pretty wide open division on the top half. I agree. And even a team like the Giants, if they can get their shit together, they have enough players with a healthy Saquon Barkley to win eight, nine games. And that might be enough to win this division, as we've seen in the past. And also, if Dak is just the little tiniest bit healthy, I ain't going to be betting on the Dallas Cowboys anymore after last year's debacle. But how is this not Dallas's division to lose? We'll be breaking down the divisions way later in the year. But right now, it's looking like a NFC East is going to be the NFC least once again. Let's move on to a very fun division, a division where two of the host teams lie in the NFC North. Detroit traded away the man. They traded away their whole entire franchise. The man who has been synonymous with Detroit football is now in L.A. for our Rams at the new stadium that Dangles and I attended not too long ago. Check our Instagram for some pictures and insider content from yours truly, the West Coast Gamblers. But Detroit 
is now helmed by the wonder boy Jared Goff, who can't tell East from West. They also re-signed Aquara for three years, $37 million, but they lost Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones. They now have Tyrell Williams and Brashad Perryman. They gave away Matt Prater and brought in Randy Bullock. I don't know what's going on in Detroit, but they're clearly looking to be the worst team in the league this year. My Green Bay Packers, after drafting A.J. Dillon the second round last year as their running back of the future, lost Jamal Williams to those Detroit Lions, but then re-signed Aaron Jones to four years, $48 million, with a two-year out at $20 million. They lost Corey Lindsay, their starting center. That really hurts me because I love that guy. Chicago traded out Mitch Trubisky for Andy Dalton. They also lost out uh, Robertson Harris and Kyle Fuller. And, I mean, Andy Dalton coming in for one year, $10 million. I don't know what's going to happen with Chicago. And Minnesota... Signed Dalvin Tomlinson, the D tackle, for two years, $21 million. He comes from New York Giants. They also signed Patrick Peterson to a one-year deal, $8 million. But they lost a couple of names that are synonymous with Viking football, Kyle Rudolph, Anthony Harrison, as we talked about last podcast, Riley Reef, Dangles. Is there any one signing, one move in particular that is head-scratching to you from this division? How about everything that the Bears are doing? Every single thing that the Bears are doing, I'm, I just so don't. Smart. No, I mean you don't have to be a rocket surgeon to figure this out. The Bears are bringing in Andy Dalton on a one-year deal to save the team after they. It just it's like you've already made so many poor decisions at the quarterback position over the, over the last several years. You know whether whether it was um, you know bringing Mike Glennon in, bringing Nick Foles in. There, there just no one has worked trading up, passing on Pat Mahomes to to draft Mitch Trubisky, which I think a Mitch lot Trubisky. of people. Now with was, the Buffalo Bills, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Who is now? Who's now gone? Like that was a, a waste of a of a first round draft pick. So I, I have no idea what Chicago is doing. They obviously like their chances to win. Still, they were able to make the playoffs with a, a rotating cast of characters at quarterback last year. Um, Tony, I, you know, Green Bay Packers have a lot to look forward to in the draft. They didn't do a whole lot of moving around. Uh, uh, no, they were in, up against the free cap agency. And it, it, and with uh, Aaron Rodgers not restructuring his contract, with his, which is his prerogative, they were up against the cap and had to make a lot of moves to, to do anything. They did re-sign Kevin King as well, which, I mean, I really like Kevin King, but he's the reason we lost that NFC Championship game. What hurts me, though, about my Green Bay Packers is I love Aaron Jones. I, he's one of the most exciting players I've ever seen wearing the uniform. But when you draft A.J. Dillon, that is a clear sign that you are moving on from your franchise stud running back. And I think he's worth the money that we paid him, even though no running back should get a contract this big. We understand that. But if you're going to top five running backs, Aaron Jones is in the conversation. And he's it's because of the offensive line he runs behind, too, that now loses their center. And I'm hoping they, they get someone to replace that in the draft. But I never thought in a million years I had come to terms with Aaron Jones being in a different uniform this year, and nothing surprised me more that we re-signed him. Drew, you have the backup Jamal Williams to back up your guy DeAndre Swift. Anything you have to say about the Packers running backs past and present? I, I think Aaron Jones is a good player. He's a fine player, and I would agree. He's oh, he's a great player. Don't, don't, he's don't a say great he's player. a great yeah, player. Yeah, he's better than However, good. He's great. That, that contract will be terrible in about 18 months, and everyone knows it. That contract's going to be terrible. You don't pay a running back on a second contract in his mid to late twenties. Just don't do it. But I will say the Packers still the class of the division. Clearly I personally love the signing of Jamal Williams 
yeah. for the Lions. I, I do think too. He's an he's awesome a great addition. Compliment to, yeah, he's he's an awesome compliment to DeAndre Swift. Clearly, uh, the Anthony Lynn led uh, powerful offense of the Motor City Kitties <laughs> are going to work hard to establish the run. Clearly. Um, so I'm looking forward to Jamal Williams uh, grinding out third and shorts for my Motor City Kitties. Can't wait for that. Um, he can but do it. Dangles, like you said, it doesn't take a rocket surgeon. Well, I didn't know you could do a surgery on a rocket. And uh, I did not know that the Bears somehow were going to get Andy fucking Dalton. Sorry, Mom. I mean, they signed it, a it, bunch it, of band aids. Look at all these deals. I mean, it's it, one as, year deals for guys that are like role players slash backups. These they signed well, no one to help win right now, which tells me either that they're dumb and they don't know what they're doing in the front office, or that they think they can win with the guys they have now. And I just don't believe well, that. That being said, it, they did make the playoffs with the roster that's yes, pretty much still exactly. there. Exactly, and I think that's Andy that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, but the the, the the thing that's funny about it is is the I mean, there's I'm in a rare situation where I'm a diehard Cubs fan, as you know. I'm not a Bears fan by any stretch of the imagination. I don't follow Chicago sports besides the Cubs, but I do because of the followers I have or the people that I follow in the media, I get all that cross cross action with the Bulls, yep. the Bears, the Blackhawks. And when Andy Dalton went to the Bears, <laughs> it was it was unbelievable. It's like they had just lost. They had just, like, canceled the season. Like, season's over. We got Andy Dalton. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, if you're Andy Dalton and you're his family or you're a friend of his, like, what do you say? Like, hey, man, like, happy to have you. Like, I, I just, I mean... I, I think poor guy I think can't Nagy, go out for dinner in Chicago. No, He's got that bright Nagy, red hair, sticks out like everyone's gonna see him. Poor guy, man. Nagy, Nagy and Pace are literally uh, public enemy number one and two. There, I cannot yeah. see them getting through this year unless they have some kind of miraculous 10-11 win season. I don't see it. I'm looking for the Vikings in this division, guys. Obviously, the Packers have got to be the favorite, of course. Um, but the but the Vikings, you know, really had a terrible first eight games last year, and they came on strong. I'm not a Kirk Cousins guy, yeah. but they do have Dalvin Cook. They do have Jefferson. They do have Thielen. Uh, they should be getting some pieces back on defense. I would think they would improve that from last year, but Packers, what, what if it's the Packers division to lose every fucking year? What, what, what is Minnesota going to do, Drew, without Riley Reef to protect him? Let's move on to the oh, NFC man. South. The <laughs> NFC South had a lot of movement in a lot of different ways. Let's start off with our Super Bowl champion, where everyone, except for Antonio Brown as of recording, has come back for another run at the Cup to repeat it. Shaq Barrett signs for four years, $68 million. Three years, 56 for the cutoff date. Nadamakong Sue, Robert Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette, Levante David. They also signed Gio Bernard off the street to be Tom Brady's James White. I'm excited about Tampa Bay bringing them all back. I think, I mean, you rarely see that in these Super Bowl contenders. Atlanta lost their longtime center, Alex Mack. Todd Gurley is still on the street. They traded out Keanu Neal for Ricardo Allen. Up against the cap themselves, a lot of restructuring of contracts, but they lost some players. Might be a different team in a few years. New Orleans, they lost a few players as well as they were up against the cap. Hendrickson went to the Bengals, as we said earlier. Jenkins is gone. Sheldon Rankins is gone. Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, and of course, Drew Brees retiring. It's Jameis Winston's team to lose. And finally, Carolina, who by default, I think, did the best out of anyone in free agency. Not only did they trade for Sam Darnold, they did lose Curtis Samuel, but they pat they signed Pat Eifline from the New York Jets for a pretty easy deal. Uh, Cam Irving comes over to help that. Hashan Reddick, A.J. Bouye. Again, no one wants to go to Carolina to win football games right now, but these guys are proven veterans on cheap deals, and I think they fill some holes that Carolina needs to fill to be competitive next year. And, of course... 
I might be the last guy on earth that thinks Sam Darnold can do it. I feel bad for Teddy Bridgewater. He does not want to be a backup, and he's clearly going to be the backup. And a very cheap price for Sam Darnold. I think Carolina is the best out of free agency, in my opinion. Of course, Tampa Bay bringing back the Super Bowl team is great. But as for improvements, I think Carolina gets a tip of the cap. Do they? Do they? They get a tip of the cap, Tony. Do they? They, they literally have Teddy Ballgame and Sam Darnold competing against each other. They have no receivers to throw to. I, I, I mean, I again... If if if, if you're going to say I think they incurred the least amount of risk for their future because this is throw diarrhea at the wall and see what sticks here. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like anything can happen this year and it doesn't really affect their future. Yeah. But you can't convince me that like again as someone who's higher than Darnold than Dangles was um and and I'm not sure where you feel on him Tony. I, I think a change of scenery could be Huge. could be good but Huge. but again you you get Teddy Ball, especially game leaving New through, York, leaving New York for a, yeah, a team well, that well, is a, a smaller Gaze, market. Yeah, and you go from Adam Gase to, to to one of the most innovative minds in Matt Rule, sure, which is which is a huge upgrade. And Joe but, Brady and Joe Brady and, but and from Woody Johnson saying, to to what's his name Ben Ben Tepper, or, yeah, or, the billionaire, or the you know so, whatever, yeah, David Tepper, David Tepper. That's but, what I'm thinking. But but to me, but to me, you know, Darnold Darnold to the Panthers is obviously the storyline of this division, because I don't think I've read there's some controversy here in new Orleans, Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston. I, that's Jameis Winston's team. I think to, to have, I, I, I really believe that Peyton thinks highly of, of Jameis Winston. You got the bucks very interested, very interested to see if they're going to have any type of super bowl hangover, yeah. which is typical of a teams, but obviously you have the goat, you have all returning players. See if that team will get motivated the first half of the season. Um, I can see him coming out slow, but again, it's Brady. I don't put anything by him, but the Panthers to me is 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 a big wild card. I do think if you're a Panthers fan, you got to be excited for the season because I really think this year they can see what they have. I mean, it doesn't like I I, re- I wouldn't put anything past them this year. Um, they could be better than position. people think. If if uh, I mean, much you know, I think Drew. I really do think they could be better if Christian McCaffrey is healthy for them. They exactly. they do have they do have, and he's the best. He's the best all-purpose player in football when he is on the field and healthy. He can do everything. He opens up so many doors for your offense. They don't need to have game-breaker receivers. They have decent receivers in Robbie Anderson and, and DJ Moore, who they spent a first-round draft pick Thank on. Thank you, because so, Drew, Drew said that they don't have pass Yeah, that's, and I, that's what I want. I, that, 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 is, that is wrong. They don't have anybody at the tight end position. That's very that's very true. But I do think they have some weapons in their, in their arsenal that they can attack the field with a good quarterback and with a well-executed offense, which I think we've seen that Matt Rule is able to do I think people might be sleeping on the Panthers I wouldn't I don't love any number in that division but if I'm thinking of maybe putting some money down on a team to go over their win total I Panthers I think what seven and a half I don't mind that they could win more games than seven and a half I am right there with you, Dangles. That's not the one that I chose, but it was on my honorable mentions. I'm right there with you because, again, Sam Darnold with the new coat of paint, with the better offense run by Joe Brady, and I think not only a better offensive line, but better people around him. Not only Christian McCaffrey, but David Moore over Brashad, DJ Moore over Brashad Perryman every day of the week. Robbie Anderson doing work out of the slot. He has a, a, a history with Robbie Anderson throwing him the ball. I think Sam Darnold is a huge step forward in, in his career and also with this team. Team. I love the signing for Carolina. And again, they did not give up a lot for him. But let's move on now to the NFC West, the last division in the NFC, and it involves your hometown LA Rams with the new man, Matthew Stafford. He gets a throw to Deshaun Jackson, who somehow is still in the NFL. The Rams, though, who are up against the cap, 
lost a lot of players. Josh Johnson, T uh, Troy Hill, Samson Ebukam, Gerald Everett, Josh Reynolds, Malcolm Brown, a lot of guys that they drafted, the McVay team drafted, and now are no longer in town. And again, L.A., we've talked about in the past, they're not a deep team. They have a lot of stellar star players, but they're not a deep team, and their depth, again, takes a huge hit with the people leaving in free agency. But again, Matthew Stafford, baby, he's here to stay. Trent Williams signed for six years, $138 million. Now there's a potential out at three years, $60 million, but still it's the most money given out for any one player in all of free agency, and San Fran did it. They also signed Alex Mack from the Atlanta Falcons for a three-year deal with a one-year out and got Samson Ebukam from those L.A. Rams. They know how well he does, and he gets to bolster an already great defense that's only going to get healthier once again. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be, but San Fran is ready to make some plays. Seattle did not do a lot as well. They lost Shaquille Griffin, Carlos Dunlap, and Chris Carson did resign, but no big moves out of Seattle. And again, they did not sign anyone in free agency, but they did get Gabe Jackson in a trade. Otherwise, there was money to be spent that was not spent on offensive linemen. And then we get to the Las Vegas Raiders of the NFC, the Arizona Cardinals. Hmm. Listen, Patrick Peterson was meant to go, obviously. Hassan Reddick, okay, they couldn't pay him. But then they have Malcolm Butler come in and replace Patrick Peterson. They have James Conner come in and replace Kenyon Drake. They sign A.J. Green and his 47-year-old body to a one-year $6 million deal. And then their biggest deal was given out to J.J. Watt for two years, $28 million. Drew, I know you have a lot to say about Cliff Kingsbury. We said a little bit in our last podcast about him. But Arizona, for whatever reason, is in a win-now mode. Signing these veterans to short deals to hope that they can win the playoffs, win the Super Bowl with the team they have currently built right now. I understand you want to do as much as you can while your QB is on a rookie deal. But there is no team building going on in this Arizona Cardinals franchise, and it's head-scratching at best. Well, my only theory here is Scottsdale is such an unbelievable place to retire. <laughs> They're getting these players in the prime of their career and saying, guys, play one more year here. And you can retire, you can hike Camelback Mountain, you can enjoy spring training, you can play a bunch of golf, and they are just selling the shit out of retirement. I mean, that's the only, I mean, A.J. Green, James Conner. James Conner just got hurt because he set his alarm on his phone. I mean, what is going on here? And, and, and again, it'd be one thing if this was some kind of innovative genius coach. It's Cliff freaking Kingsbury. You know yeah. how I feel about him. Yeah. I, 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 have, I have zero idea. I mean, A.J. Green, that was... I mean, did you, we all saw him last year when he just gave up he on interception? Corpse. He was I mean, a corpse. He 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 gave up. He not yeah. even he didn't he didn't he kept he jogged towards the pylon when the play was going inside on attempting to play defense. JJ Rod. I mean, I can only handle so much of his rah rah bullshit at this stage of his career. Connor was Connor was peculiar. Malcolm Butler couldn't do it in in Tennessee. I don't know why no. he would think he could do it in Arizona. No. So, um, yeah, I am very very low on this Cardinals team. Th listen, and I do want to. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, A.J. Green, you know, uh, I, I don't know if his stats live up to it, but he could be a Hall of Famer, one of the best wide receivers of his time, always in that conversation. Is it A.J. Green or Julio Jones? Like, A.J. Green, nothing to, like, I don't want to spit on his career because it was great. No. But it's over. We saw last year with Cincinnati, it is over. And if A.J. Green thinks he's going to have a better time getting the ball thrown to him when he had Joe Burrow throwing him the ball versus Kyler Murray, who we love Kyler Murray, but Burrow's got a better arm. You cannot deny that. And now A.J. Green's going to huff and puff and try to compete on this team. And also, Arizona, you just saw what an older, great wide receiver can do who doesn't have the legs anymore in Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald was a nothing on this Arizona offense, and you think A.J. Green's going to be better than that? Again, there are players 
that signed for one year six million in the wide receiver world that are so much better than AJ Green. It's mind-boggling that they signed him of all play because it was late in free agency too. So they could have spent this money on anybody else to try and sign to this sexy, you know, four verticals offense that uh, Cliff Kingsbury runs. AJ Green doesn't fit the mold to me. Dangles, are we being too hard on Arizona? Uh, I don't think so necessarily. I mean, they, they, I don't know if we talked about James Conner yet as, uh, as well. That was you know another addition to uh, to replace Kenyon Drake and help anchor the the run game. Um, but, but that's the I thing mean, they don't even like. Is James Conner a starting running back in this league? No. Is Chase I guess Edmonds? That's, no. That's the question. He was thrust into a role that he you know had to assume, and he did a great job of it in Pittsburgh when Le'Veon Bell sat out, and and he was and he's a great story. You know, went to Pittsburgh from Pittsburgh, all that all that sort of stuff. So it was fun. But yeah, I think that's a great question to ask. Is he really because we saw this past season he, he isn't necessarily a guy who can be a bell cow back for you uh, no. uh, and be successful the AJ Green signings may, it makes me scratch my head for sure maybe they know something we don't Arizona does and maybe they they think they're getting uh, uh, steal here um, and again JJ Watt he's he's old too this is a guy who can barely you know who, I don't know what the number is of finished seasons that he's finished in his career but I bet it's low I bet it's low where he's played all 16 games He's just—he's constantly injured. As great as as great as he is, and as big of a threat as he is, with those big arms to swat a ball and and you know take it for a pick six. Um, and the Rams, I mean, did a couple. I mean, obviously Matthew Stafford's a big signing, and and Deshaun Jackson will help. But um, they clearly feel like they can win right now as well because they don't have a first round pick either uh, uh, this year. They yeah. for the fifth straight uh, uh, year they won't pick anyone. Yeah, they the they round. won't have a first round pick until we all have kids. Well, literally for me, um, you know. The thing, I got to go back to Cardinals one second. If the, if, the, if the Cardinals are in like the AFC South or they're in the NFC East and the division's kind of, you know, up in arms, so to speak, it's kind of wide open. Maybe I can kind of sense a little bit where they're going, but they're playing in the NFC West. And McVay said it best. This is not a fun pool to swim in. No. And real quick, my I have a little shade for the sharp gambling score. We're going to make it very quick. Uh <laughs> Aaron Donald recently exonerated from false accusations that he, uh, uh, you know, um, hurt a man at a club. But my shade for the sharp gambling school is this uh, this week, kids. Um, if you're at a club and uh, you think Aaron Donald took your bottle, it's time to get a new bottle. That's very that is life that advice. Is very good advice. Sharp. Just just and, let the man segment. let the man have your drink. Just let him Speak, have it. Speaking what of is the going Rams. on? Speaking of Aaron the Rams, Donald. Though. Okay. <laughs> Enough with your Aaron Donald uh, repartee. Speaking of the Rams, though, I said all the people that left that team, yeah, Malcolm Brown isn't that big of a deal, but John Johnson, Troy Hill was a starter for them. Ebukam made plays for them. Gerald Everett was on the field all the time for them. Josh Reynolds made plays for them. This team already not deep as it is. I loved this Stafford signing, this trade for Stafford. I loved it. I thought it was one of the best moves they could ever make. I think he's he definitely has a chance to win his first playoff game. He definitely has a chance to take them to the Super Bowl. They are a contender in the NFC. They clearly were just close enough with Jared Goff. I think Stafford takes them over the edge. But are you guys worried at all? We're talking about betting over-unders in, in the next few seconds here. Are you guys worried at all that this depth and all these people leaving in free agency and getting nothing in return is going to be a hindrance for this for this over-under bet? I said the day that they made that trade, the Rams have set themselves up, but they are literally an injury away from disaster. They have no depth. And they it's it this this team is contingent on staying healthy. And that's why when everyone's like, oh, the Lions' next two first-round draft picks aren't going to be until 28, 29, 30. It's the NFL, dude. It's seventeen week season, yeah. And you know, it is. They are walking on thin ice now. If they stay healthy, have to be the favorite in the division. Might be the favorite NFC. Um, well, you know, maybe behind the Bucks, but still, they're right there. But 
They are very, very thin. I think they're banking on their draft to bring in, you know, that their fourth, fifth, sixth round picks, they're going to have to play. That they're, yes. they're going to be second stringers. Yes, and the guy who is making those draft picks is now in Detroit as well. So it's going to be they've interesting got, to see how this team goes on in the future. They've got no one no one on that team scares me right now. Really. Like no one on that team. You got your two your two wide receivers with uh, you know, well, you got Cooper Cup, Robert Woods and Deshaun Jackson, their combined age is probably like 70. Um, they're you know Deshaun they're older. Jackson Robert Woods is not, still pretty good. Deshaun Jackson dudes. is yeah. out for me. That's a, that's a nothing signing for me. That guy, I love him. He won me a fantasy playoff game this past year with that one play from Jalen Hurts. I, I love the guy. I think he's a Hall of Famer, but he's not going to do anything for this Rams team. He's no, just, he I don't, never stays on the field. I don't think so, and I completely agree. They are one injury away from disaster, uh, and they they don't have any really draft capital to use on maybe getting somebody who could be a game breaker or to give them some depth, whichever, whichever direction you want to go. But if Matthew Stafford goes down, um, which he's been known to do, this team's in trouble big time. And they're old too. You talked about Robert yeah. Woods. He's definitely, but the Andrew Whitworth's very old. Stafford is not in the, in the early parts of his, like they're an old team. Yeah, they are. They absolutely are. And that's another thing to be, you know, to be, to be worried about. I, I am, I, I am, uh, uh, Robert Woods is 29. He's not as old as I, as I thought he was. I just feel like he's been around the league forever for some reason um yeah I know he's been playing for a while but yeah no I, I I love watching the Rams I love that Sean McVay offense I'm excited this year as always especially after going to see the stadium recently and, and getting a, a glimpse of what football and other events could potentially be like there just a totally unbelievable game, stadium. just a totally game-changing experience like I'm so excited to actually go to stuff at this place because it's just, it's definitely unlike any other venue that I've ever been to before um, just don't just don't uh get too angry at the parking situation yeah um uh or how poorly um controlled everything is yeah, <laughs> at least yeah, in our don't, experience don't don't expect a great uh, a perfectly run event when you attend just know when you get to your seats though it's a beautiful thing if you get to your seats when you get to your seats yes <laughs> you and that you, if you really wanted to you could probably get closer to the field and no one's going to stop you yeah we, we may know a few tricks now i'm happy they let us they should have they should have never let us in there i just have to say they no, they, they made a mistake have. letting us in there um because we we cased the place so to speak we uh, could have stayed Dangles. we joked about it we could have stayed the night in that stadium if we want it was so poorly controlled and secured that we could have we wa- I walked by a we walked by a housekeeping closet and I, if I had sl- if we had slipped in there <laughs> no one would have known we could have sl- run had a you know have full run of the stadium all night long and absolutely no one would have had any idea Let's move on to the over-unders, though, because we were talking about the Rams, and do you think they can win the number that they're at? Dangles, let's go to you first, my friend. Do you have any over or any under for the NFC? Way too early predictions for win totals. All right, guys, uh, I'm going to start with my uh, under here, and I'm going to the NFC East. The Philadelphia Eagles, the number for the Philadelphia Eagles right now is six and a half games. The Philadelphia Eagles are not winning six games this year. They're just not. This is a terrible team. They don't have any pieces. They're not going to get better in the draft. I have no earthly. They didn't do anything in 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 the off season to make, uh, better their wide receiving uh, their wide receiving core to better their aging defense and their their complete lack of a secondary. I have no idea what's going on in Philadelphia, and it's plus money under six and a half wins plus one ten. To me, that's a uh, uh, an absolute. No brainer. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think I think you're absolutely correct. I the only I just problem- can't imagine a world where they win. I mean, the Giants are going to be the Giants were a playoff team if they didn't screw them if they didn't screw themselves in that last game. The Giants had an opportunity to make the playoffs and they did it, and that's that that's on them. Um, 
but they they could have made and the, the Washington football team is is I think can potentially be competitive if if their quarterback play turns out to be good. We know they have pieces elsewhere on the field that that are good, um, you know, good young players in Antonio Gibson and and Terry McLaurin. But the Philadelphia Eagles just have no one. They have no playmakers. Their defense is bad. I just don't see them winning six games. Yeah, no, it's tough. The only thing that that makes me stop Daniels, I think the Giants are going to suck. There's a chance Dallas could mm. stink. So it's like they could get a couple of easy divisional wins and six out of 17 is not that big of a number. Drew, do you have anything over under? I'm going to stay in the same division, Dangles, and you kind of referenced it. I'm actually, I spoke about it earlier, I'm very impressed with the football team here. Now, you can get their, you can get their win total 8.5 at basically minus 105. However, I am going to pay the 29 cents, and I'm going to lay Washington football team over 8, even 8, at minus 134. Wow. I like I, I like the eight. I like the round number. You can potentially push with it, but I think the football team has potential to potentially get in double digit wins. If they win nine, I win my bet. Eight's a push. Washington football team over eight minus one thirty four. Yeah, you can't be a five hundred team in the NFL anymore with seventeen game seasons. R.I.P. Jeff Fisher. Drew, you said you had an under for me. I do have an under, and uh, I'm definitely going to the NFC North. Unbelievable. And I don't even. I don't even need to tell you where I'm going, Tony. Now. Look, I am the biggest. I am all in on this rebuild for the Detroit Lions. <laughs> However, their over-under is five games. I think that's generous at best. Okay? This Lions team reminds me of the 2013 Cubs. They're two years away from competing. Not one year, but two years. We got Jared Goff handing off to, you know, Swifty and Williams and, and Anthony Lid and Anthony Lynn led run defense. Enough said. I don't even know who the hell we're going to have on defense. Um, it's going to be a long year for the Motor City Kitties, but it's going to be the best year. You know why? We have a plan. We have a vision. We have a leader in Brad Holmes and Spielman and, the, and, and, and Mr. Campbell, the, the kneecap biter. So, yes, of course, I have to take the under on the Motor City Kitty. I know I'm, th- I'm throwing a curveball there, Tony, but the under on the Lions, under five, I'm, I'm doing it. I have to do it. That's the only way you can cheer for this team this year is if you take their season-long win total under. Uh, for me, I, uh, I had a couple. I had a lot more in the NFC than I did in the AFC, I'll tell you that. I just think I, I know what a lot of these teams are going to be. I'm not going to touch Chicago because I'm not going to let my personal bias go against them, but 7.5 is a lot to ask an Andy Dalton-led team. That defense, though, could, will steal them some games. The under I'm going to take is that Arizona team. Eight wins. I think they hit eight. I think they could be eight and nine, and if I push, I'm happy. But that division is... Uh, I think they're the fourth worst team in their very own division. And for them to be a 9-8 and eight team or better is something that I don't quite see happening. I just don't really like the moves that they made. I don't think they got better. So I'm going under Arizona eight wins. My over, I had a lot of overs that I liked. Uh, I mean, Atlanta I love at seven wins. I, I think Atlanta has a chance to be feisty in a playoff team. just going to say, that was my, I, I, I neglected to mention my over, but that was going to be, I was going to pick, I see them at minus, uh, minus 143, over seven. That team, that's still they still have Julio Jones. Matt Ryan's still on, you know, a big a big contract. They still expect him to perform. I, do, I think seven wins is very manageable for that team. And I just want to say about Atlanta, Arthur Smith is their new head coach. Talk about having a new coat of paint. That team needed it, Dan. Dan Quinn was a dead man walking for a few years now. And I just think they get a few more wins just by having a new coach there. But not only what Arthur Smith did for the Tennessee running game, which I don't believe Atlanta is going to be able to replicate, but look at what he did for Ryan Tannehill. 
He made him an actual competitive football player. I think we had Tannehill 12th on our QB list. You think he can make Matt Ryan's life a little bit easier with the the litany of weapons that he has? I think Atlanta with seven wins is a good one. I like Carolina at seven and a half, but the one I'm going to give you that's going to give you a guarantee. I hate this team. This is probably my least, this is probably my biggest rival. You know, out of all the teams in the world, this is the team that is the Green Bay's biggest rival. But Minnesota is too good to go under 500 again. And over eight and a half at minus 115, the Minnesota Vikings is my Brinks, back up the motherfucking Brinks truck, sorry, Mrs. Crookston, lock of the year. Minnesota over eight and a half is a guarantee unless the wheels fall off. I just think there's no see, chance. See, I, I, not think a they, I think they go under. I see plus one eighteen for under eight and a half. And I think again that that team They're is one is one Kirk Cousins terrible season, which is very manageable for Kirk Cousins away from being like a six win team. The the sharp is with you on this one, Tony. I think that's that was looking at that as my over as well. I like that bet. I just think two wins against Chicago, two wins against Detroit. You only need to go five and whatever the rest of the way. Exactly. I think it's a guarantee. All right, that's the end of our NFC free agency podcast, and that's the end of our free agency talk. We'll be, of course, talking about these teams as the months go by and as we get closer to NFL season. Next week, it's all about the draft. The Ballerina Big Board comes out on Monday. Our interview with Hitman and our draft bets come out on Wednesday, and then Thursday night is the first round of the NFL draft. I cannot wait to see it unfold. We might be getting into the Oscars, too. We might be getting into the Oscars, too. Release a little Oscar podcast to make you money on a Sunday. And then we're back to, to NBA, man. There's not a lot of sports to go in. we got to become NBA experts. And we've done uh, well. Kentucky Derby. we Kentucky got the Kentucky Derby, Derby coming up. That's true. But again, we're branching into stuff that we don't normally do. But hey, we won money on the Super Bowl. We won money on the NCAA tournament. We won money on the Masters. As you guys know, we are the only gambling show that makes you money. And there might be a return of Tony Tires, too. You never know. So for Tony Cavallo, for Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, for Schaefer, the Sharp, Drew Schaefer, Crooks, and we are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And as always, thank you for listening. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Colby Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network.